So what you probably don't know about my co-host Nick Jackson is that he is also a game designer and he is getting ready to launch a Kickstarter for his first game. And so I thought we would take a few minutes just to talk about it and throw this up in the feed here and see if any of you were interested in checking out the project. It's called Five Paths, right? All right. Did you play a lot of games growing up? Uh, I did. I sort of, I was, I spent most of my childhood grounded, so I should be careful about saying I played a lot of games, but I played a fair amount of dominoes and like a couple of other board games. And then around the time I was 11, I started getting into magic and I played that for a long time. So that led you to uh, wanting to make games on your own? No, that sort of crept up on me. I, uh, I'd helped a friend with a, a game that he was designing and like my dad was an engineer in the military. And so I got used to just trying to problem solve things. And, um, that somehow just ended up getting me into game design. So when did you, uh, so I guess, so when did you start working on five paths and like, what did you think it was going to be when you started? I started working on it about seven or eight years ago and I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. I, uh, it started as a thought experiment. I, uh, I had carried a chess set around for a while and everyone had a story about, how they just lost chess or a game of chess so bad against someone that was ostensibly teaching them that they never wanted to play again. And so I wondered what it would be like to try to create something that still had a certain degree of strategic depth while also never fully shutting someone out of the game. Um, when you do that by the use of randomization, right? Right. Uh, but it's, it's sort of like a, a sandwiched randomization, right? You make choices before and after, but the, the dice are basically weather. Right. I mean, I've, I've played the, you know, disclaimer, I've played the game many times. I'm terrible at it, but I have played it many times. And um, I actually do like the use of the dice uh, in the game. Uh, but I can understand how that might be frustrating for some people that want to look at it as like chess or go or something. And you're adding a, a random element to it. Those are those are really interesting counterexamples, too, because like with with this, uh, the subtitle is that it's a tactical brawl. And the reason that I went with that is you've basically got three levels of strategy, right? You've got tactics, you've got operational strategy, and you've got grand level strategy. And chess is functionally an operational level strategy game, and Go is grand level. It doesn't seem like it is, but it's all about area control. Um, but Five Paths is something that's a bit more reactionary, and that's going to be something that's more of like the squad-based tactic level, at least in in my mind it is. So uh, in the game, you have a, a, a mechanic called momentum, I think, that was a really important uh, discovery of yours early on. Uh, when, when, when did you kind of get a hold of that, and what's the point behind it? I think I figured that out around the time that I designed the first piece, um, and that's largely there to get around analysis paralysis, because since it's a, like the, the board is set up in a way that you move from node to node, and you have a lot of directions you could go in, but there there's definitely that subset of players that will just sit there and agonize over that for like an hour. So what momentum does most importantly is it drops the game from being like a 90 minute experience to it's 20 minutes on average. Yeah. My games are usually shorter, um, <laughs> but, but you're correct. The um, taking away the ability to go any direction does help quite a bit. Um, I, so it, it, it usually comes down to me making one or two bad decisions as opposed to, you know, a dozen bad decisions. So I do like, uh, I do like the momentum, uh, rule. Um, so this, this game has, is it fair to say pieces like in chess, yeah. right? Where, where you have different pieces and they all have different roles. Um, uh, where, you know, I'm assuming that took a lot to balance those 
pieces to make sure that's a, for a fun game experience? Some were a lot easier than others. Some of them were absolute nightmares to balance. But uh, yeah, no, it's, I think it was pretty, the game was mechanically done probably about two to three years ago. Um, and I thought it was done multiple times before that, but it was done, done then. So some of these pieces are represented by musicians. Why is that in a game that's supposed to be replicating like a street brawl? Uh, that's largely running on fighting game logic. Like uh, in Guilty Gear, you've got the character I know who plays a bass, and that's a large part of her fighting style. But also, um, they're one of the utilitarian pieces, and they effectively hypnotize the opponent. Uh, functionally, they're like a grappler, but they just lock someone down, and then they can sort of lead them around. So it sort of creates a, a Pied Piper sort of image. And that's that's why I went with that. What would you say is the learning curve for someone that was coming onto the game? Like how would, um, it, you know, starting from game one to game 100, how, how, how steep is the learning curve to be, you know, good at it? To be, so it's entirely possible. Um, no one, I, I can comfortably say that it's unlikely that anyone knows the game better than I do at this point, but someone can still come in and beat me on their first playthrough because there's that degree of chance and that degree of chance creates the possibility for you to catch up. But with that being said, on average, the first game, game and a half, is just someone getting used to the mechanics, remembering momentum, learning what the different pieces do. And then from that second game on, they start refining what their personal strategies are and some things work better than others. And... There are definitely ways to min-max build, but there isn't really any combination of pieces that is unplayable. Some of them are just way more swingy than others. Um, but you, you'll find different player preferences showing up in different setups. And when did you decide to go for this kind of brawler aesthetic? Like, what made you choose that? Um, is it just something you like? Kind of, yeah. I, I mean, I... I played a lot of video games as a kid, too, and I would sneak and play them in the two types of games that I play the most or probably tactical and strategy RPGs and fighting games. And I think the first fighting game I played was Fatal Fury. And I also played a lot of Streets of Rage and stuff like that. Plus influence from like that 80s, 90s, that like sort of like post Die Hard Camp action movie tone that you would see in a lot of things. Kind of like uh, how Mortal Kombat was inspired by Big Trouble in Little China. I didn't know that, but that makes absolute sense. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, it's even got Raiden, the character with the big hat. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Um, so you guys are trying to get this off the ground now. When does the Kickstarter launch? Kickstarter launches on March 1st. Um, we are, yeah, it, it is our first Kickstarter. We're, we're really looking forward to it. Um, I think like just as a soft pitch, you know, if you like the game today, you're still going to like it in 15 years and 20 years. Um, it's, I think it's got a lot of replay value in that context, but I, I think, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh, where can people uh, find out more about it online? You got a website or something? Sure. So our main website for the company and it'll have links to everything else is www.lomelight.com. So you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Lomelight. That's L O A M L I G H T. Excuse me. You can find us on Instagram at five, underscore paths, underscore game. Um, and we also, for anyone who's listening that has tabletop simulator, there is a free mod to play on TTS. So you can actually preview the game as you're listening to this. Oh, it's very cool. And the, the link to that can be found on the Lone Light website. I, 
it's got numbers and stuff in it. I don't expect you to remember that. Uh, we could also post. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I'll send Chad the link to the the Steam uh, the Steam Workshop link as well as the Kickstarter page because you can also sign up for notifications uh, for when we launch, so you get that email as soon as we go live. All right. Well, Nick, thanks for coming in and talking about your new game. It's, I mean, I'm, I was about to say it sounds like fun, but I know it's fun because I played it a bunch. And uh, I will say that I find it to be very challenging. But when you do get when you do it well, it's rewarding. I just don't do it well very often. But when you do, it's it's rewarding. Thanks, Jeff. I really appreciate that.